The Senate quickly passed a short-term continuing resolution last night that would keep the entire government open through February 8th. The CR now goes to the House. It's a good first step for the agencies that would have dealt with a partial government shutdown at the end of the week, but the news is not as good for federal employees who are hoping for a pay raise by January 1st. Federal News Network's Nicole Agrisco joins me now to discuss what just happened last night and what's next. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Jaron. So I think we were expecting, expecting's probably too strong, but but maybe hoping that there would be some pay raise legislation attached to the CR before it made its way out of the Senate last night. That did not happen. No, it didn't happen. And that was definitely the hope of at least Senator Ben Cardin and Senator Chris Van Hollen, both Democrats from Maryland. They were pushing for an amendment to be added to this continuing resolution that Mitch McConnell introduced earlier yesterday morning. And ultimately, it seems as if that amendment or budget anomaly, whatever you want to refer to it as, didn't make it into the CR. So that was the hope, at least of those two. And I think there was some discussion of whether or not they could even add an amendment like that to the CR. But ultimately, I think what we got here is a CR with absolutely nothing added at all. Yeah, and it seems like as as the debate kind of continued after that vote in the Senate on other issues like land use in the West, the conclusion among leadership, at least, seems to have been it just would have been too hard to add a bunch of extra riders or other complicating factors to the CR. So they just decided to make it as clean as possible, as far as I can tell. Right. That That's my read on the situation as well. And I think that makes sense, given the fact that they want to get this to the House as quickly as possible. The House Rules Committee was debating, you know, a measure to fast track this essentially through their chamber late last night, and they want to get it to the floor as soon as possible. They also want to get it to the president's desk as soon as possible because we're still not entirely sure exactly how the president will move forward with this continuing resolution. And in terms of the bigger picture, it seems like it's probably still a little bit too early to say the government is completely out of the woods in terms of a potential shutdown later this week. But at least as of earlier on Wednesday, it seemed like what members were telling you was that they were optimistic that a clean CR or something resembling a clean CR of the nature that the Senate just passed would make it past not just the Senate, but the House also and past the president's desk. That seemed to be what they were telling you. Yeah, that was the sentiment that we got from Ben Cardin and then also Congressman Elijah Cummings. They both thought that we would avoid a partial government shutdown and that a clean CR would make it through. Now, there were some members of the House Freedom Caucus late uh, last night who were talking about, you know, possibly backing the president if he did veto the CR. So there was some discussion there, but I think there's mostly some optimism. So there are very few, I would say zero, legislative vehicles left before the end of the year in order to enact that pay raise by January 1st. What are the other options to maybe backfill it in some way? I mean, how else could they come at this after the new year? Yeah, so there is a possibility of perhaps introducing legislation that would give civilian employees a pay raise retroactively. And there was some discussion with Senate Democrats on whether or not they could actually do that. And the issue there is that with the president ultimately having to override the law to begin with on pay. So the president said, we want to freeze for 2019. That's already overriding current law. Once we get past January 1st, can they pass something retroactively? So they were having that discussion. And I think they will try to make it a priority in early January and before February 8th. At least that's what uh, Senator Van Hollen told us in when he announced his plans to introduce an amendment 
to the CR. So we'll see that is a possibility. And I think there's still some discussion exactly what that would look like. Okay, so in the meantime, agencies obviously are as uncertain as we are about what's going to happen. What have they been doing to prepare all week and in previous weeks to prepare for this possible eventuality of a shutdown? Well, last Friday, the Office of Management and Budget had a call with agency senior leaders, essentially reminding them that, you know, it's seven days out from a possible lapse in appropriations. They need to relook at some of those shutdown contingency plans, update them, update them if need be. So that's what they've been doing over the past week. That call happened a week ago. Um, and I think in the meantime, they're also probably looking back at OPM furlough guidance. This shutdown, if it were to happen, would be particularly complicated given just the timing of things. So, you know, it might happen if it were to happen over the Christmas holiday. And President Trump has given federal employees Christmas Eve off at this point. So what exactly would happen? Would they have to come in on that Monday? I think the answer is no. They might have to come in, though, that following Wednesday for four hours of closeout activities. And then, of course, if there is a shutdown, all pre-approved leave is pretty much canceled. So that creates some uncertainty for federal employees who might have made, you know, vacation plans over the the coming holiday here. Okay, and Nicole, I don't think there's been a lot of communication from agency leadership back to the workforce at this point about what to expect since we don't know if there's going to be a shutdown or not. But what should folks be watching out for once it does become clear that a shutdown is happening if it is happening? So first things first, if you're a federal employee and you're looking at all of this, first ask yourself what agency uh, you work for and whether or not that agency might be impacted by a partial government shutdown. If you work for DOD or the Veterans Affairs Department or Labor or Health and Human Services, you're pretty much in the clear. But if you work for almost any of those other agencies, Um, you're going to need to look out for some sort of notice from your agency that tells you whether or not you're considered accepted or essential or non-accepted or non-essential. And that should give you more guidance on what exactly you're going to need to do in the days after December 21st. So if you do need to come to work, at what time? Uh, If you need to come in to work for the typical four hours of closeout activities, what that might look like. At this point, given kind of where the deadlines are, I don't imagine that federal employees would be getting notices from their agencies much earlier than the end of the day Friday or perhaps even later. Right, because as you were saying earlier, if a sh- if, you know if if we don't know whether a shutdown is actually going to occur until sometime late Friday night, uh, from a federal employee's perspective, it probably doesn't matter until as late as Wednesday when they might have to come down and and start executing some of those processes to do an orderly shutdown. Right, right, and if we remember what happened in the previous shutdowns uh, that happened just earlier this year in January 2018, federal employees weren't necessarily receiving those notices until late Friday night or maybe even Saturday morning. And of course, there is always the usual confusion about when you need to come in the following work day. So at this point, we do think that that following work day would be that Wednesday, December 26th, because at this point, the 24th and 25th are now federal holidays. All right. Federal News Radio's Nicole Agrisco keeping us appraised of the shutdown watch. Thanks very much, Nicole. All right. Thanks, Jared. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. 
Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.